Still somebody said, let's see this again. Our Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation, accuracy, precision, and direction. We say there is no confusion. There is precision. And we behold you, as we see ourselves, in him. Your name alone is glorified. And we are defied. Amen. Amen. All right. Renewing the mind. Let's continue our series on renewing the mind. I think this should be the fourth session. Okay. Yeah. Renewing the mind. John 21. I've been starting from this text. John 21. Let's see if we can finish this probably next week. Probably. John 21 verse 15. Renewing the mind. So when they had dined, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, loveth thou me more than this? And he said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he says, Feed my lambs. And he said unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, loveth thou me? And he said, Lord. And he says, Thou know that I love thee. And he said, Feed my sheep. In verse 17, he said unto him the third time, Simon, so, so I remember when I first read this, Years ago, I kept wondering why the Spirit of God, why was Jesus having to repeat this? So I got an explanation because he denied him three times, so Jesus had to remind him three times. <laughs> I'm just joking. All right, look at this. And he said the third time, Simon, son of Jesus. I believe, somewhere in my heart, I believe that is it. Why will he ask him three times? Because he denied him three times. I said, he flows. <laughs> he says, Third there is a Simon, son of Jonas, loveth thou me. And Peter was grieved because he said unto him, The third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Thou knowest that I love all things. And he says, Feed my sheep. That word feed, I said the word feed is from the Greek word bosco. And it's, it's, it's shades of meanings and it includes to gaze. And when we see, why, why are we using the Greek word? The scriptures, the New Testament was written in Greek. So it's translated back into English. So many times, English doesn't do justice to most of the most of what we are studying. So it's, it kind of puts a limitation in our study. So many times we go back to the Greek to check it because English is quite new. English is about 800 years old. It's not as old as it, you think it is. It's just because we are in an English world. That's why you think it's that old. And English keeps advancing. That's why today we don't use the word verily, verily. You know, I'll convert. Imagine you're typing a letter to your boss. I say, very, very, I will, I will not be around today. <laughs> you know, that alone, they will just say, all right, you are fired. Because <laughs> the English doesn't correlate. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, you see, you see, you see, I, I remember I took a class, the King James 1618, and I looked at the connotations of the words they use, and we can't use those words today. And that's why you see that every translation is an interpretation. That's why you see that much translations today, they will just interpret very well. They'll just be interpreting the English, trying to break it down to different things. Oof. But, so when you see the word feed, it takes you back into um, the Old Testament narrative and it's, it describes the, works or the work of an headsman. The words of um, a, a shepherd. That's the word feed. And that, why was Jesus asking him this? Because Jesus was about to add over the responsibility of the church to him. So he was going to take care, Jesus was leaving them physically, not leaving them spiritually, leaving them physically, and he was handing over that responsibility to Peter to hand over the church. And he says he should feed these people. 
And he asked him a question. He says, if you love me, you will feed my people. So that shows a preacher who loves his flock will feed his people. So he says, feed, that's the word bosco. And it means a headsman. He provides the responsibility to nurture, to provide pasture for the flock. And I showed us, I said, one example we can see is David. David was a shepherd boy. And from there, he has lent the experience and he became a king. What's the work of a king? To also feed the people, teach them the law in the Old Testament. That's the work of a pastor. So the work pastor is not a glamorous word in our world today because it's in English and it's gotten from the cosmopolitan work in the Greek. So it's much glamorous today. But the word pastor simply means <laughs> a shepherd boy. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are just leading people. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's just like the word apostle. Apostle simply means servants, errands. It's just like the word evangelist, town criers, who that go and announce things. So the words now are glamorous today in our world, but it's actually a work of responsibility. It's, it's work. It's labor. It's just like saying you are looking over that flock. Uh, I, I wish many of us would understand. Uh, for where I came from in Nigeria, we, the, you will see a lot of cows moving and there's, an, and there's a shepherd moving them. I remember I was traveling somewhere. I was in Nigeria earlier this year and I saw a lot of those headsmen and they would just take one stick with a lot, about maybe 50 or 60 cows. And they know how to speak to the 60 cows and they respond. I don't even know what I'm talking about. They know how to speak to their... And I, I was, in fact, it was because our car had the issue. So we had, we had to stop at the, at the roadside mechanic. And I just saw it and I'm like... So two of the, two of the cows were going astray. And the guy spoke or he just took out his stick and they fell in line. I'm like, hey! <laughs> Like, the, the synergy was quite, <laughs> the synergy was quite, was quite, was quite a mystery. <laughs> but, but actually, that is actually, that's actually, the, that's actually our work. I looked at that, and I was looking at, in the narrative of the scripture, what Jesus was saying. He says, feed my sheep. If you love me, you feed my lambs, you feed for my sheep. And that's the word bosco. And they also have another word called poimano. Poimano means to thend. It means to care for the flock. So now, what was the shepherd, what was that shepherd doing? He was taking them through the bush path so that they can eat. So they will eat from the bush path. And if they are trying to go astray, they fall in line. They fall in line. So when Jesus said that, you know, my sheep hear my voice, I know them and they follow me. When I immediately the scripture clicked. <laughs> because they heard the voice of the shepherd. The sheep heard the voice of the shepherd and they fell in line. They, they, do you know that I can't talk to them? I can't talk to those cows or the sheep. I can't. Because they don't know my voice. That alone, just watching, because I'm someone I'm very observant, just watching that instance showed me certain things with how, with the kind of mindset the scriptures or the writers of the scriptures had in mind when they were putting down the scriptures. So, the same way they were able to fall in line is the same way. So that shows that if I hear the voice of the devil and I obey the voice of the devil, I am falling wrongly because that is not my nature anymore. That was why Jesus, the, Lord Jesus, the Lord God asked them in Genesis 3, he said, as 
have you, how, how did he say that? He says, uh, uh, as God really said, this devil came to us as God really said, you should not touch of that fruit. And the next thing they said is, uh, he said this one and this one, and the serpent deceived them. Do you know what was the first question God asked them when he came? He says, who told you you were naked? Because that, they, they heard a wrong voice. The first question, who told you you were naked? So they followed the wrong voice. Are you seeing it? And that's the world we live in today. We have, just like I was saying just now, I didn't even know this was going to intrude into myself. I actually knew. <laughs> but I just needed to say that word to continue this. Anyway, so now, just like in our world today, many people don't hear what the preacher says in Samuel. They would prefer to listen to what somebody is saying on the podcast. You know, now we're in the seasons of different people just sitting down on the couch, ranting their ideas. I stumbled on one this afternoon on something about anxiety, dealing with anxiety. And I was wondering, so people are going to listen to it. I felt like I just needed to hear just a clip. I listened to the, the anxiety and I felt if, if, if somebody hear this, the person will have more anxiety, not deal with the anxiety. And I was just wondering, we, what are we hearing? And you know people would prefer that one than dealing with anxiety or sound clouds. <laughs> You know why? Because they have not learned to understand that there is a voice they have to hear. There is a voice that you have to hear that keeps you in line. So he says, in this John 21, he says, he asks Peter, he says, you will feed my sheep. He says, if you love me. So every pastor who loves his congregation feeds his congregation the word. They teach them God's word. Because that is, we, that is the true love. The true love that I have for you now in today's service is that I'm teaching you God's word. Because I'm feeding you. Are you getting what I'm saying? If I don't love you now, I won't feed. In, in this church, we will not be studying God's word. Because this is actually how to feed. This is where the meal of the believer is. This man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So the word of, the food for the believer is God's word. But a lot of people feel like God's word is too boring or too laborious for them. And we have, in that world where people start saying we have short time span. In Paul's time, Paul taught for almost 12 hours, Uticus Ferdinand died and continued. He raised him up and Paul continued teaching. But in our world today, once it is over five minutes, Pastor, can you wrap up? Yeah. Pastor, time is going. And you expect that you will follow the leading of the Spirit? You expect you will be led? This is actually the major work. Teaching God's word is laborious. It's labor. It's called labor in the scriptures. That's why, look at, look at in Ephesians 4. Look at Ephesians 4. I want, I want us to open the, to that place together, Ephesians 1. That's why I tell many of us, bring your Bibles so that you can see it yourself. So that way you are not being deceived in the service. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you see it yourself, you, you look at it, you can be able to go home and see that, okay. Look at it in, in Ephesians 4, verse 11. 
He says he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. He says, for the work of unity. He says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of ministry. So why am I a pastor today? So that you will be perfected, right? He now says, for the work of ministry, till we all come, right, to the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, unto the perfect man, unto the fullness of the stature of the fullness of Christ. He now says in verse 14, I like that. He says, that you henceforth be no more what? Children, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. So the work of a pastor is to make you stable. So that you don't come here and say, oh, I believe this today. Oh, I believe that tomorrow. Oh, I believe this today. Oh, but you are stable. You are not tossed to and fro. You are, you are consistent with, you, with what God is saying. You are consistent with what is written in the scriptures. You are consistent with the written word. It says that you are no more moved to and fro, but by every wind of doctrine, every slight of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Because there are the doctrines today that deceive you. Now we are in the world where everybody has an opinion. It's good, but it's, it has its specs. It has, it, has its, it has its bad, it has some of its bad things too. Because some people, they just sit down on the couch and people just prefer to listen to what they're saying and they are not speaking anything close to God's word. They're just speaking their opinions, their ideologies, their philosophies, and they are passing it down to people. Then a lot of people just say, oh yeah, I just believe that. And they fall in line with different things. You see them fall in love with, fall, fall in love with different social vices. Just by a podcast. Just by a couch conversation. <laughs> That's the world we live in. We, we can't stop it. But our work or why are you in church this afternoon? If somebody asks you, why did you come to church this evening? So that I can be stable in my Christian work. So that I can feed on God's word. So that I can grow up. I can be matured as a Christian. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are still on our series, Renewing the Mind. But I'm just starting with, I've been starting with this. And I've been saying, the work is to feed you. So if you are not properly thought, your mind can be renewed. So do you know, if I was trained, now let's do this way, if I was trained to know how to talk to those shepherds, do you know that those shepherds will renew their minds, or those sheep will renew their mind to, work, to me? Right? They will renew their minds, they will learn to get themselves accustomed to my leading. So if you are not properly taught God's word, you cannot have a good Christian life. It's not possible. It's not. And your mind has to be renewed. Your mind has to be renewed. So we said renewing the mind. We looked at John 3, right? We've done John 3 with John Ezekiel, right? So we said that, and we looked at something in um, Exodus. Exodus, where it says that they served other gods. And we said in Exodus 7, and sorry, not Exodus 7, Acts 7. Let's go to Acts 7. Are you learning something this evening? All right. You know, God's word is sweet, right? It's life to us, right? I believe it's our food. We are eating now, right? Are we? Are we eating? So I said, no, I'm tired. I'm just... <laughs> I think we are eating, right? Yeah. So that's, that's what feeding means. Yeah, yeah. cool. All right, look at it in Acts 7. 
verse 39. Hat 7, verse 39. It says, to whom our fathers will not obey. I'll wait for you. To whom? Are you there? With there, right? All right, look at it in Acts 7, verse 39. It says, to whom our fathers will not obey, but trusting from them, and in their hearts, thrown back again into Egypt, saying unto him, make us gods to go before us. For as this Moses, which has brought us out of the land of Egypt, we not what what has become of him. And we studied this, we said that they, when Moses didn't come, they said, make us gods. So they, are, they left Egypt. Who were these guys? These were the children of Israel. They left Egypt, but Egypt did not leave their mind. So that shows a believer can be born again, and yet he can still live like he is not born again. It's just like what they say, um, when, you come, when you go to Rome, behave like a Roman. But many people still behave like, I remember when I first got to the United States of America, uh, many years ago, I was so surprised that there was 24 hours. I knew it. It's like I knew that there's 24 hours electricity, but I didn't have the experience. <laughs> you don't understand what I'm talking about. Uh, some of you may not understand. But where I came from, they do rotational electricity. So this street can have light today. This street might not. This street. And we have the transformer in front of our gate. So we expect that we should have it. So even if you pay, even if you don't pay, you will still not have it. <laughs> so if the transformer mistakenly spark, that's all. It's only my house. That will be affected. So there will just be this only jealousy. So I will stand upstairs looking at everybody have light. So my friend will be telling me, how far guy? <laughs> There's light too. Are you watching this? I say, I can't watch it. He said, but you if we have the transformer in front of us, I say, no, we don't. So when I first go to the United States, so guess what happened? I started charging all my phones because I felt like things. I remember my mother said, let's iron the clothes. We need to wear to church on Sunday or down. I said, ah. So me, that's when he clicked. I said, no, light is not going. He said, oh. <laughs> that's, you know, what, do you know what's happening? What happened to us was our mind wasn't renewed. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we are in the United States where you pay just your bills. And you have, in fact, it was, there was one time then we were living, that was in Indiana, then I think there was a thunderstorm because I, a lot of tornadoes happened in that area. And there was no life for, I think, maybe four hours or five hours or six hours. Everybody started saying, I'm going to sue them. I'm going to, huh? I was wondering, really? You're going to, who are you suing? He said, I'm going to sue. This and that and that. I'm like, in my renewances, it was normal. In my own renewal, it was normal. I was like, even, I was like, even like, the light is too much. Let's let everybody take it. <laughs> I was like, the light is too much. 
I was like, thank God, at least there's a break. There's no movie, there's nothing sounding, there's no, you know, there's no, the light was just, everything was, let my phone go down. Let my battery, at least, let me not be able to charge. There are times in Nigeria, you can't chat with anybody because your battery is down. I, I'm sure you're looking at me weird like, okay, what's this guy talking about? I'm giving you my own experience. <laughs> so I was so happy that day. But the next thing I heard on the news, and people around, I'm going to sue them. I'm going to sue them. I'm going to collect a fine for this. Do you know the damages that happened? This that. I'm like, wow. When in my own mind, I'm thinking, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This, I needed this light to go off some hours. This was too much for my liking. You know, I was actually happy. I had to call my friends. Brethren, there's no light. I actually did like a snapshot to show them. There's really no light though in the United States of America. <laughs> you know what that is? Because that was a function of an all renewed mind. But now I will sue. <laughs> if, any, if they take my electricity, I am going to sue them. <laughs> because I can't cope with it. I can't cope without it anymore. I can't. Are you getting what I, I can't cope without it anymore. Are you getting what I've spent almost how many years here? I can't cope without it anymore. So if anything happens to my energy, I'm going to sue. But then, I was just wondering what are these guys saying? I was just looking at them like they were speaking in tongues. Like, what's this? I said, I'm going to sue them. I'm going to collect these six hours. I'm going to collect my money back. Oh, why would they do that? So I, I now saw that then it was what they call a IPL, internal power and electricity. They started sending mails. We are so sorry. We are so, ah. I was just wondering. Where I came from, people they can just apologize. <laughs> like, <laughs> in other road, they should just apologize. There, there are times there's no life for two weeks. Yeah, imagine. We two hours. There are times there's no life for two weeks. And when the life comes, they use it to do, they use it to do uh, prank. They just pray pranks or not. We just say, Omniva, light has come. They just take it back. Everybody say, wow. <laughs> they bring it back again. Obleva! <laughs> it's like, open the door, come back. <laughs> Honestly, so after the two weeks, they will first use us to play pranks for two weeks, for another two weeks before he got stable. There was now one time, I remember, I will never forget this. I was in secondary school then, in high school then. They now, they, there was just light. Everybody was scared in the street. I'm telling you, they will be live for like 12 hours. Eh? My mother said, hey, let's buy ice. Let's just be, let's just be buying ice. Let's be putting a lot of water in the fridge so that the, the thing will be blocked. Let's put, so the host started complaining. Imagine the streets going to meet the official. What did we do wrong? Like, why are you giving us this light? If I'm here, my friend, hey, we'll just be asking ourselves because we'll trek from, the market's down to this to home, and we just be asking our friends, we'll be like, hey, we'll be asking them, I say, hey, this one they are giving us light. Is there anything else we still want to do with this light? Because it might take another one year for us to have this again. Ah, we'll just be, we will be asking, what did we do wrong? But now, 
If there is no light, I will sue people. Because my mind has been renewed to see that I can't cope without electricity. If I travel now, the first thing I need is, ah, I can't cope. I remember there was one time, the first, um, I remember I was, in, I was in Lagos one, um, some years ago, and my friends were just living together, and they just took life. And it looks like I wanted to suffocate. My friend said, calm down. I said, I can't cope. Let's look for, let's look for something. They said, no, calm down. I said, I, I can't cope. This is too much darkness. This is, this is, ah, bro, you are in Nigeria, though. <laughs> I now had to renew my mind. That, nah. Just relax. Are you getting what I'm saying? I remember I was in France earlier this year, and from the airport, I just started hearing French. I was now wondering, so the French classes I took in school did not really suffice. I just gave ah. So, in fact, I knew I was in for a problem. I, and I've already boasted how much I was the best student in French in my elementary school. Imagine. Best student in French in elementary school, you know? That's, that's, that's very basic. The only thing I know is Juma Pea, Yomide Bensi, Bonjour. So everything is Bonjour, Bonjour. So even, even in the evening, I went to say Bonjour. Say, no, no, it's not Bonjour. I said, oh, sorry. I had to speak. Say, no English, no English. So the hotel we checked in, I noticed that everybody, I couldn't communicate. So I started using Google Translator is good. So I just started using Google Translator, see this. So you know that, I'll just translate it. But you know that if I stay long in that place. So I had a friend that a friend connected me with. The person has just been there for six years. And the person can speak French fluently. So I, as I connected with the person, the next thing is, oh, don't worry, I know how to say. Ah. Uh, so we went to a restaurant, so I couldn't communicate what I really wanted. So I wanted steak, I wanted, I'm not somebody that tries all the new stuff. Mm. I, I, I keep my stomach for the raining days. <laughs> I'm not all that opened. I'm opened, but not all that. I'm somebody that when I go to a restaurant, I know what to take. I know the, rest, I know the menu I want in this restaurant. That's me. So I just communicated what I want. So the next thing is, the person did not, so I just noticed I was struggling to talk to the waiter. Like, okay, so I need steak, I need this. You can say, hmm? So? Huh? Ah. So he just said, don't worry. Hey. I just said, looking at my friend, like, where did you just come to Paris? Just five years, and she said, ah, you have to learn the culture. That's because she has renewed her mind to that place. Are you seeing it? So now, what happens to the man that is born again? He needs to adjust his mind. Hallelujah. He has to renew his mind. This thing is not, Christianity is not magical. No, 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 no. no. Don't expect that. Because you're not born again, you just naturally believe in right. No. You are not, you didn't start living right before. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember when I first got to the country, that's when I knew what financial aid means. In where we came from, just pay your school and go. Just pay for God. I had to start telling my father, ah, Woko, you have college to pay. <laughs> because the more you work, 
I, I said, I even, no, I told him to reduce his work. Because the more you work, the more the financial aid will not give me loan for school. So reduce it or use only your old or I don't know how both of you will do it so that the money can be plenty for me. <laughs> but where I came from, just pay your fee once and go. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we had to learn, I had to learn the culture, how to, I remember the first class I took when I came, um, the teacher was too fast for me. I'm in, I'm, I'm in, I, I love English. I'm a literature person. I read, I write a lot. I, that's my field. I'm not all this science thing. But for some reason, the teacher was just too fast for me. That's because I was not accustomed and I didn't watch movies. I, I did, I'm not a movie person that much. It's just now I'm, 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 I'm getting better. <laughs> so, but the teacher was too fast for me. But I could read and understand everything on the system or everything on the, then it was blackboard. Everything on the blackboard, I could read it and I could understand it. But in class, the explanation was too fast. But I, get, I gradually started adjusting with time, right? With, are you getting what I'm saying? So that's the same thing as for us as Christians. When we get born again, the very first thing a believer needs to do is to renew his mind. That's key. So that's why the teaching of God's word is primary. Because if he doesn't feed on God's word, he is going to be, yes, born again, but as it were, sinner. So what happened to the children of Israel? What, does, what happened to them? Those guys, they left Egypt, but Egypt did not leave their minds. They brought the murmuring of Egypt to them in the wilderness. That's why even despite the miracles they saw, they still complained to Moses. They said, did you bring us here to kill us? Despite the miracles they saw, despite seeing, you know, in Exodus 19, the Bible says they saw God face to face. God spoke to them. They came out of the thing and they saw God speaking to them. They said, no. Why? They had the Egypt narrative in their mind. So many of us still think that's why your first response to somebody can be anger. Somebody do something, the next thing is to retaliate. You know why, you know why those thoughts come? Because your mind is not yet renewed. Your first thing is to probably fight back, to probably curse the person now, to probably do something. And you are a Christian. The next thing is, God forgive me. I remember my mother does this. She would do something. God forgive me. <laughs> she said it now. Let you God forgive me. And, that, and you know that's a function of an unrenewed mind. Are you getting what I'm saying? A function. So many at times we find ourselves still keep doing things that we ought not to do because our mind is not. You don't have to blame yourself. No, 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 no. You don't have to feel guilty. All you just need to do is to feed on the word. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me this evening? Okay. So, what happened? That's why you will see in Corinth. I explained Corinth to us last week. What happened in the church of Corinth? They had a lot of divisions, a lot of envies, a lot of strife. In fact, the church of Corinth was like the problematic church. 
From chapter 1, there was problem. Chapter 2, he says he couldn't, uh, in chapter 2, they couldn't discern spiritual things. Chapter 3, he says, I couldn't talk unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto Kana, even as unto babes in Christ. Chapter 4, another issue. Chapter 5, somebody was sleeping with their father's wife. Imagine, in a church. Chapter 6, Paul has to remind them, don't you know you will judge angels? So believers were taking themselves to court. Chapter 7, where the two believers fight like this, the pastor cannot sort it out. We meet in court. So, <laughs> so imagine the church. You have taken somebody to court, you have taken this person to court, and we are all sitting in the service like this, looking at ourselves. And maybe this person's sentence is two years in prison, yours is another one, so we are all looking at each other in the service. Those were what was happening. Chapter 7, they were, uh, chapter seven, they were asking questions. Should we marry? Should we not marry? Different things. What, chapter 8, they were having issues with, okay, food I've offered to hide us, all of those things. Ch chapter 9, different issues. Chapter 9, Holy Communion. Do we all have a house? So, so somebody would drink Holy Communion and finish it. The Holy Communion that the whole show is supposed to take. Somebody would just take it and drink everything. Paul has said, ah, have you to not have house where you can eat all these things? Chapter 10, different things. Chapter 14, you have to tell them about the gifts of the Spirit. So that means as I'm teaching now, somebody just stand up and speak in tongues. Paul said, no. He had to teach them, no. When you come together, let, God is not a God of confusion. He's a God of orderliness. He had to walk them through it. Chapter 15, they were asking, will Jesus raise again? Are we going to, is there going to be a resurrection? Are we going to have a glorified body? What is going to happen on the last day? So Paul had to start with them. <laughs> Are you getting different issues in the church? And that's why if chapter 3 told them, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but even as unto babes in Christ, because they were not growing. So there were things he wanted to communicate to them, but they were not growing. That's why Peter said, 1 Peter 2.2, 2, he says, As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the world, that you will grow thereby. So that means when you feed on God's word, is your growth. The level of your growth is the level at which God's word you act upon. So they had so much issues. That's why you will keep saying, know ye not in the scriptures. Know ye not. You say, know ye not that your body is the temple of God. That wasn't teaching. He was reminding them. He has taught them, only remind, know ye not that your body is the temple of God. Know ye not. Know ye not. He kept saying those things to them. You will see, you will see, know ye not like 1 Corinthians 5, 6, 1 Corinthians 6, 2 and 3, 1 Corinthians 6, 9, 1 Corinthians 6, 15. 1 Corinthians 9.13, you will keep seeing the know ye not, all true. 1 Corinthians 9.24, 1 Corinthians 11.3, you will keep seeing those things. Because, and he repeated it a lot all through the scriptures, because he was reminding them the basis of the Christian life. So, that was why I explained to us in this church, I explained to us that repentance for the believer is a change of mindset. It's from the Greek word methanonio, and it means a change of mindset. So one of the first things that the believer, I tell people, when you get somebody born again, maybe you meet somebody in Walmart, you preach the gospel to the person, the person gets saved, the next thing he needs, yes, he needs the local church, because that's where he will feed, but he needs the word. Most importantly, the local church, because he needs to change his company too. Are you getting what I'm saying? He needs to change his mindset. He needs to. It's like, let me use the word that I heard from a preacher, it's like a spiritual rehabilitation. You need to go through that process that, okay, I used to react negatively. Let's, you know, 
the first thing, somebody, maybe somebody calls you out, the first thing you, the first reaction is anger. But the, the scripture told us that we should not be angry. The first thing you want to do when something happens is just to react in the flesh, respond in the flesh. That is a function as an unrenewed mind. And that is a process almost all of us are going to go through till we, we keep need, needing to renew our minds. Especially, and, and now, the world we live in is already wow. Let me use the word wow. <laughs> because we live in a social media world where so many things are, so many things are speaking to us. So, so renewal of our minds is supposed to even be daily. So many things are speaking. Today, Facebook has spoken to you. TikTok has spoken. Ah, um, Instagram has spoken. Twitter has spoken. Different opinions, even memes, different things are speaking. WhatsApp status, different things are speaking. Even in your job place, different things are speaking to you. And many of it are not God's word. Many of it are not God's word. So that's why you will find yourself react angrily, react in offense, react in the flesh. That's because you have not fed on God's word properly. So, we've got to change our mindset. So let's look at in Romans 12. Romans 12 verse 1. Don't worry, I have a couple of minutes left. I think we are eating, right? Are you eating well? Yes, sir. Is the, is the food well done? Or is there, is there, is there medium red or something? I'm <laughs> just <laughs> So you know when you come to something, you come to eat. Actually, that's what you come to do. All right, look at it in Romans 12 verse 1. Romans 12. I remember when I was much younger, I hated my Bible. How many of you were in that category? I prefer to pray and do other spiritual things, but Bible was not my fault. I don't know if you were like, ah, ah, you guys are good. You guys are good Christian, man. I hated. I, I just felt like the book was too boring. Actually, I've tr- attempted trying to finish the Bible then, many years ago. See, before I finally finished it. But anytime I get to Leviticus, I close it. I just feel like, this is too much. So I just stop. So I'll just stop, or I skip Leviticus and move to the next one. But when I say a true root, I just feel like, Georgie, so this, what's this? But the more I grow as a Christian, the more that, ah, it's sweet. It's actually interesting. You see, I was studying something today on identification unifiers, and I was looking at, does the Bible have a unified story? And I can tell you, yes. The stories of the Bibles are replete throughout the scriptures. You will, you will find the patterns from Genesis. The patterns are all true. Just what I told you just now about the leading of the Spirit, you can find it all true from Genesis to Revelation. All true. How God has led me. All true. You will find the semblance of the story. If you, if you, if you don't know, see, if you have read Genesis, eh? if you have read Genesis, you would have known Jesus would die three days and three nights. It would have been clear. Because you will find it in Jonah. You will find it even in Abraham on the month of Moriah after three days. You will find the stories everywhere. So when you see the pattern, you will know this is exactly what Jesus would do. 
That's why you will see, even people of Israel, they can easily know this is, if you have read the story of, if you have read the Old Testament very well, you can easily know that his name will be called Jesus. Because Jesus simply means Joshua, Yeshua. There's no other five letter, it's Joshua. It means Savior, he will save. He will take the people to the promised land. That is exactly what Joshua did. Joshua took the people to the promised land. So if you have read the stories of the whole Testament properly, it will have been a breeze through. I told you, you don't read a book from the ending. You start a book from the beginning. To understand Matthew, you have to go back to Genesis. That's why if you read in Matthew 1, it started with the genealogy. That means you have to go back. That's a sign that, bro, go back. Because you can't understand. It says, this begat this, this begat this. So if you don't understand what is begatting what in Matthew, you can't, you are going to struggle. You are going to struggle with the New Testament. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you, if you read in Matthew 1, it says, this begat this, this begat this, then he now stayed in Jesus. So if you have not understood the genealogy from Genesis, <laughs> you are here for a ride. You are just going to struggle through understanding it. Because Jesus said, Lo, I come in the volume of the books to do thy way. He didn't contradict his word. What was Jesus' Bible? The whole Testament, Genesis to, Rebel, to Malachi. That was what Jesus was teaching from. That's why Jesus told them in John 5, he says, if you have believed Moses, you will have believed me. He says, because he spoke of me. So that means Jesus people picked Moses' word. It's just like in the temptations of Jesus. What did Jesus do? He speak from what Moses has said in Deuteronomy. He spoke from the word. He, he didn't have a new thing he was saying. If you have read the book of Psalms, what Jesus said on the cross when he was dying, uh, he was there, Psalm 22. He says, that will not leave my soul in hell. He says, have you forsaken me? Those things were there. He spoke the word. That's why you will see, if you, if you have a good Bible, you will keep seeing such cross-reference, cross-reference, cross-reference. Those cross-references are not just there to cross. It's just to show you that these things were said. So if you have not read Genesis, you can't understand Exodus. Because how do you even want to understand Exodus? The children of Egypt that are there were, those, were the sons of Joseph who were lost in Egypt. They, they multiplied, just like saying a, um, Nigerians migrated to the United States and get lost in the United States and multiplied. Are you getting what I'm saying? That was what happened in Egypt. So what did Moses do? Take them away. So if you don't understand Moses, if you don't understand Exodus, Leviticus numbers. If you don't even, if you if you want to understand the book of Hebrews, read Leviticus because that is what explains the death, the burial, what Jesus did with the sacrifices of His blood. That's the truth. So if you want to understand Joshua, you need to understand the man who took them to the promised land. He says he will save the people from their sin. What does Joshua mean? It's the same thing. He took them. And what did Joshua do? Joshua fought battles. Jesus did the same. Having spoiled principalities and power, made sure of them openly triumphing over them in it. That's what Jesus did. So if you didn't understand that one, you can't even understand who root is. So a lot of people run into Esther. I'm an Esther generation. You have to understand Genesis first to understand who Esther was. What was Esther doing? What was Mordecai doing? What was Neymar doing? You need to understand that. Then you get into the Psalms. You get into the Proverbs. You have to get into Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is the, is the writings of a, of a man who has backslidden and come back. 
<laughs> it's like saying, I've backslidden and I'm telling you, brethren, there's nothing there. <laughs> it's like saying, I'm a pastor now, I stopped being a pastor, I went to enjoy the world and I come back. And I tell you, brethren, there's nothing there. <laughs> that's, 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 that's why it's called wise saying. Like, brethren, everything is vanity. I've been rich. Solomon, I've tasted money. I've tasted women. One thousand. Imagine, imagine having 300 wives and 700 concubines. Imagine if you want to do one for one day. So even, <laughs> even 365 days. <laughs> so he has tasted the world. The Bible says he was so rich. So rich. He has tasted. So he can tell you, brethren, if you are, if, no matter the money you have, it's still vanity. That's why I tell you there's, there's a time and a season. So if you don't understand who he is from Proverbs, from First Samuel, Second Samuel, First Chronicle, Second Chronicle. If you didn't understand, how his heart was turned away. You won't understand what he's saying. This is where a lot of people just go and pick it. Oh, proverb, proverb. So you have to have even read Moses to understand Isaiah. You have to have read Moses to understand Jeremiah. So you have to have read the Old Testament to understand what the New Testament is saying. That is why the, the first book they wrote for us it was Matthew. They arranged it for us. So you want to, if you don't want to struggle in this place, go back. Don't forget, Paul didn't have a Bible. Paul hasn't written anything. What was Paul's Bible? The Old Testament. So what was Paul teaching the Corinthian church from? No, you know that you have the Spirit of God. No, you know that you are the Temple of God. The Old Testament. That was where he was teaching them from. Where was Jesus teaching from? Jesus took people to the wilderness three days and three nights, teaching them the word. It was on the third day. He said, oh, brethren, I don't want to send them away hungry. Then he multiplied the five loaves of bread and two fishes and all of those things. So you have to like, read those places. That's how you have proper... You don't read a book from the 66. So if you have not read all those things, that's why you see a lot of people having problems with the book of Revelation. Say, oh, it's scary. This is not scary. If only you have read. It's not scary. If only you've read. If only you've understood what it's saying from the first book. You will be able to apply the context properly because it's a vision. You don't take a vision literally. Just like when Peter saw a vision, arise, kill, and eat, and he saw four-footed beast, and the meaning of that vision was that he would preach the gospel to the Gentile. How does that correlate? So you start see, I see a dragon. I see this, there's a dragon coming one day. No. This is our visions. So you don't take it literally. You have to even understand Zephaniah. Because Zephaniah was something like that too. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you have to understand the Bible. So if I tell somebody, when you, somebody before, years ago, somebody, where, should they, where should the new convert start from? I'll say start from John, because John is sweet. You say, yeah, believe in the gospel, if you are born again, you will not perish. You will not perish. You have a talent like, ha, go from Genesis, so start, go and learn it. Start learning the stories. You see that the stories, there's a unifier. So there's a motive also. And we'll, we'll look at this in, don't worry. We'll look at this. Go and pick Bible Hermeneutics Series 2. You, you will really understand what I'm saying. Uh, this, this, you will understand the identification unifiers. You understand what the scriptures is properly saying. Okay, so let's get into this. My, my time is fast spent now. I'm about to, 
Alright, look at it in Romans 12. So what does renewing the mind mean? So we look at it in Romans 12 verse 1. It says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, only acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He now says in verse 2, And be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good, now, that's an emphasis. It says that ye may prove. So that means if your mind is not renewed, you're not able to prove what is good, what is acceptable, or what's the perfect will of God. So now, it says that ye present. That what present is the Greek word parasitemi, P-A-R-I-S-T-E-M-I. And it's in reference to the believer's conduct, a reasonable sacrifice. And when you see the word and, sometimes it's a copulation. That is, it's a Greek word kai in the Greek. It's like a datis. Just the same way we say, it's like say, if I say ayo and, let's say ayo and ayo. You know, that's two people. But if you say ayo in the Greek now, when they put and now, ayo datis ayo. It's still talking about me. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, in, when you see and, especially in, especially in the New Testament, notice my word, especially in the New Testament, it's the Greek word and, it's most especially a copulation. It's just a further emphasis. That's why it says, except the man be born of the water and the spirit. It's just saying that is the spirit. Uh, 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 in the name of Father, that is the Son, that is the Holy Spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is that copulation. So, there is... Um, so in the Greek, when you say and, it's kai. It's a kai rule. There's a kai rule in the Greek. And it's just explaining it further. Are you getting it? So when it says that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, which is not a... Um, so you see that word. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm lost now. Where's, where, where am I reading? Okay. And be not conformed to this word. So it's just telling you, it's just a continuation of what he was saying in um, verse 1. And it now says, in, uh, it says, be not conformed. That word conformed is from the word shusimatizo, S-U-S-C-H-E-M-A-T-I-Z-O. I'm trying to run because of my time. It says, and it implies to act like or to act what you are not. That's the word conform. That is, it's like you are acting. Let, let me explain conform in, in literal sense. Like you're acting a drama. You're wearing, it's like saying, I'm, I'm in character. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm wearing a script. Or oh, how do they say that thing? There's that drama. Uh, how do they say it? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm in my character, right? Is that the say? Something like that. That's the word conform. It's like you are acting what you are not. It means to act what you are not. Many of us, let me say this, and this is why identity issue is the biggest problem of humanity, I believe, because a lot of people are actually what they are not. They are wearing an identity, a false identity of themselves. And that's because of the influences of this world. So he says, and be not conformed. That word conform means to fashion like another. Fashion yourself like another. And the word transformed, it says Bobby transformed. That word transformed there is from the Greek word metamorpho. It's just like that word, English word metamorphosis. Something like that. It means a change, a, transform, a transformation that is within, that is seen 
within and the, work, the transformation from within that is now seen without. Sorry. Now, so that shows that it says be not conformed. So that shows to us that a believer can be what he is not. So we can see a believer, we can say he is a Christian. Oh, tongue speaking. Oh, beautiful guy. But still take a pattern, a fashion that is not his own. Are you following me this evening? But in our sense, but you can be transformed. And that transform is the word metamorphosis. And if you notice, and those science students now, you know, metamorphosis takes time. It's a development stage. It grows from lava, pupa, all of those things, egg to lava, uh, to, then to pupa, then to butterfly. That's your world. That's not mine. <laughs> I don't like science. <laughs> so in our sense, but be it transformed. So that means transformation is development stage. So that shows you can be patient with people, right? You can be patient with people growing, right? That's why I tell you don't condemn anyone, right? You learn to always accept people. But in the accepting people, don't stop in the place of teaching them God's word. They can have some identity crisis. They can say, oh, I'm this, I'm that. But what do we do? Our work is to teach them God's word, right? And from that teaching them God's word, they can have that transformation. Transformation is, is gradual. Now, it says, but be it transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's the bulk of where we've been trying to get to in this series for the past, how many weeks now? Four weeks. Okay, cool. A preacher must be patient. So, we've been on this. We are just getting to the bulk of where we have been trying to go for the past four weeks. Wow. So what have we been doing since past four weeks? I'm just joking. All right, look at it. I knew what we were doing. <laughs> look at what we were doing. So it says renewing. That word renewing is from the word anakinosis. A-N-A-K-I-K-A-I-N-O-S-I-S. And it means to re-educate, to remote. It speaks of a renovation. So it says the renewing. That's the word anakinosis in the Greek. It says renewing the mind. Renewing the mind. And that word mind is from the word nohus in the Greek, and it means reasoning, mindset, intellect, and understanding. So it says that your mind is renewed. So that shows you will re-educate your understanding, you will re-educate your intellect, you will re-educate your reasoning. Just like I just gave you a description of what happened to me when I came to the United States, I had to re-educate my mind to see that there is 24 hours power supply. Now, I can't live without electricity supply. In fact, in, in my house in Lagos, when, because I, I travel a lot, I had to, one of the we had to do is to get an inverter such that we have light 24-7. So immediately the light goes off, we don't feel it. It just comes on. Something else comes on and it powers the house. Because I can't, my, my friends knew I can't stay again without electricity. So you see that my, my mindset now has been readjusted to a particular pattern. So that shows that a believer can actually live right. A believer can actually do God's will. A believer can actually follow God's plan if his mind is renewed. A believer can actually go in the right direction if his mind is renewed. It's a lie to say, that's who I am. That's not true. 
you don't know who you are. You, how you know who you are is via God's word. It's a lie to say, I just, I just don't know how to control myself. It's a lie. You actually do. You just have to renew your mind. It's a lie to say, ah, I'm just struggling. Jude, you just have to renew your mind. Are you getting what I'm saying? You just have to. So, it says that you may prove. That word prove is the word dokimazu. And it means to approve, to test run, to recognize, to discern. So, in other words, the believer must present his body as a reasonable and living sacrifice because his body is actually holy, right? The body of the believer says, the body, um, says we are holy, we are, we are saints, we are acceptable unto God already. So, in other words, the believer should not fashion himself according to the conduct, according to the systems of the world. So, that shows that as a believer now, if something is trending on TikTok that is negative, should that be what we should be doing? Okay, let's, let's be more practical and more raw. I remember some years ago, there was one thing that trended. I think it's a silhouette challenge where you display yourself naked in one red light. What do they call it? How do they call it? Is it silhouette? Silhouettes. Okay. Silhouette. Now, everybody was jumping on it. And dun, 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 dun. I, I can't remember the song. Then you just see something. Are Christians were doing it? That's too much confirmation. <laughs> That's too much. Now, we are having. All in the name of we want to redefine fashion. The fashion, let's take the fashion to the next level. I'm trying to be very practical. I know this might offend any of you. It's okay. That's why you're in church. Jesus offended the Pharisees with his teaching. I'm just joking. You're not Pharisees. I'm just, I'm just joking. Now, because in the name of fashion, fashion, all in the name of, let's take it to the next level. People are now wearing things that are, you'll be wondering, ah, bro, calm down. You know, because the world is, and you know, I mean, if you know that, there's a pressure on social media. There's, and it's demonic. You know what I'm talking about. There's just a pressure that once everybody is doing something, everybody wants to do it. Everybody wants to follow it. You know, that, that can be, like, one thing you should always notice as a Christian is when the world is going through a particular direction, it can't be God. Because there's something called self-control in this character of God's spirit. There's something called patience, endurance, long-suffering. So that means God is not always very fast. That idea of God must be fast. God must be, mm -mm, mm -mm. His character is not even fast. Uh, look, look, let's explain it this way. He has prophesied the coming of Jesus even before the world began. And look at how long it took. Okay, let's, let's, let's even bring it to a simpler term. Jesus is coming soon. He's Jesus. Wait. And lo, I come quickly. Wait. Quickly is still 2,000 years. This is 2023. And it's not looking like quickly. So, if it's taking in 2023 years, to come back quickly. Ah, you should know that he is a very patient God. 
I used to like, it's really long suffering. All of a sudden, they say, somebody standing beside to blow the trumpet. It's a lie. It's a myth. Say, somebody begged. You know, beg God to, to blow trumpet. Say, no, now. He will call when the head is filled with his glory. That's all. When Iran, Afghanistan, everywhere, all the Muslim country, everybody is all Christian, he will come back. Don't worry. Till then, let's be enjoying. Let's be preaching. That's why we are preaching. We are prolonging his days with our preaching. Are you getting what I'm saying? Till the whole head is filled with his glory. So, he is going to be paid. So, when, when the word is going in a particular direction, for the believer, he has to take a step back. Oh no, this, 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 let's, let's, let's look at it properly. It says, be not conformed to the world. Because the world has a system. The world has their own vices. The world has their own beliefs, ideologies that they want to pass into you by force. And I mean by force. So, what does the believer do? He needs to renew. When we say renew, we said anachinosis. That means he needs to renovate. Let's use the word renovate. Re-educate. Remold his mind so that he can recognize God's will. I remember during the pandemic, it was tough on everybody. Nobody expected it. But I will never sit and say it was God who did it. God can't be trying to kill his people. That can't be God. So we say, God is trying to end the world. Has the world ended now? It's simply the devil. Because why would we not gather? When the scripture says we should not gather, so we go go against his word. Are you saying that the believer needs to renew his mind? Are you getting what I'm saying? So that shows the believer will walk in God's will. By renewing his mind with the reality of who he is in the world. If the believer, I say it this way, if a man who is born again does not see himself as righteous, he will never live righteously. If the man who is born again still sees himself like, I'm still a sinner, well, <laughs> that is it. Because in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, it says, He who knew no sin became sin so that we might be made what? The righteousness of God in Christ. So we are no more in the kingdom of darkness. Colossians 1 verse 12. It says we have, been, we have left that kingdom. But many of us still behave like we are in the kingdom of darkness. We still talk. We still think. We still act like, the, like we are in that world. So then we now say Christianity is difficult. It is not. I used to believe, years ago when I was much younger, I hated the whole idea of going to church. I hated everything because I just felt this thing is just too difficult. They're just stressing me out. But as I kept growing in God's world, I figured this is actually, this is actually how to, this, this is actually how to change. So you see people say, oh, this is too, oh my God, this is too, this is too burdensome for me. Why? Because they are not ready to renew their minds. So, the first thing a believer needs to do is to feed himself with the reality of who he is in the world. So that means the word of God to us, firstly, is revelation. And it reveals our identity. 
What is your identity? You must first see yourself. Listen to me, guys. I want you to look at me. You are not seeing yourself as... Let, let me use myself now. I'm not seeing myself as Ayomide Benson or Ayom Benson. I will see myself with what God says I am. So that means I can say, I am what the word says I am. That's my first identity. What does the scripture say about me? It calls me righteous, it calls me holy, it calls me saved, it calls me everything. It calls... What does the scripture say about me first? That must be my first reality. What does the scripture say I can do? That might be my first reality. So, can the scripture say I can love people? Yes. So that means I can't hate somebody. That means I can't be in offense towards somebody. I can't be in strife towards somebody. Oh, I'm struggling to, uh, I, I just can't forgive this person. That's not what the word says about me. It says, as he is, as so am I. It says, as he has forgiven this person, that is how I must forgive. So, I must first see myself. I want you to apply that practical now. I believe if this is what I thought in today's service and it bless you, I will be very happy. You must first see yourself first on the reality of what the word says about you. So you must say, I am what the word says I am. I can do what the word says I can do. So that means if the word says I can forgive, I can. If the word says I am righteous, I am. If the word says I, I am no longer in darkness, I am. If the word says, um, if the word says I can walk in the spirit, I can pray in tongues, I can. I, that is what I am. If the word says I can heal the sick, that is what I am. Are you getting it? says in Mark 16, verse 15. It says, Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth shall be saved, he that believeth not shall be down. And that says, and this sign shall follow them in my name, they shall cast out devil. So that means I can. I can cast out. I must first see it that way. I can't be afraid of devils. It says, I will speak in other tongues, I will take up deadly serpent. That's my reality. So I am what the word says I am. It says, as newborn babes, desire, first Peter 2 2, desire the sincere milk of the word that they may grow thereby. So the food of the believer, the diet of the believer is the word. So that means, what am I doing with you every service? I am showing you who you really are in God's word. Not what the word says. Now we are in the world where everybody has different, different identities. A man can be a boy girl. That's not who they are. If they feed on the word, now we, we don't condemn them, we accept them, we love them. Are you getting what I'm saying? But if they really feed on who they are, they won't have that confused identity. Because it says male and female, he created he them. Not mixture. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So you must learn to feed on who you are. When you see yourself in God's word, that's your identity. So if the word says you are righteous, that should be your first thing on your mind. That, oh, I, I behave righteously. I am no longer a sinner. I have passed from death to life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That must be your first reality in renewing your mind. You must feed on your identity. On who are you? If somebody asks you, who are you? You know the first thing is, Tell me about yourself. Um, I can be this emotional. I can be this sad sometimes. I can be moody. I'm sanguine. I'm choleric. I'm a Libra. I'm a Sagatero. All those Scorpio. 
The one that the one that I hate the most is cancer. Why would somebody call himself a cancer? <laughs> so that's the first thing everybody will first say. You say, I am those things. That's not who you are. You are getting your identity messed up by that. So they will not be checking those things and say, hmm, they will be checking the attribute of those things. I don't fit in. I fit in. That's not who you are. By the, the very minute you start following those things, you will live according to that's the system of the world. If it makes sense, let me see your hands. That's actually now the system of the world. But if you follow the reality of who you are from the world, oh yeah, I would recommend listen to who you are in Christ on basis of Christianity. You understand who exactly you are. Who exactly you are. What does the word say about you? You need to first let that be your identity. That was why when Paul was correcting issues in Corinth, the only thing he kept telling them is, know ye not, don't you know that this is who you are? Know ye not that you are the temple of God? Know ye not that the Spirit of God lives inside you? He kept saying, know ye not that you will judge angels? No, he kept using, he kept referring them back to that identity. So, your first position as a Christian should not be, I am cancer, I am sanguine, I am choleric, I am... <laughs> I am Isis. I am Levites. Oh. <laughs> I am <laughs> What? Pisces means what? Fish. Wow. So imagine a believer calling himself a fish. <laughs> Interesting. Different zogia size. So, oh, you are choleric, you are sanding, sanguine, sorry. <laughs> Phlegmatic, melancholy. And you allow, now look at, look, at the, look at the folly of those things. You allow those things to detect your life. You never say, I'm introvert, I'm extrovert, I'm ambivert. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, that's not who you are first. Who you are as a Christian. Now, if you are, home, if you are a non-believer, if you are not believed the gospel, you can follow that. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? That's the system of the world. But if you are a believer, your first reality now should be what the world says about you. So what does God say I am? He says, as he is, so am I. Oh, wow. So the first thing I have to start thinking, how is he? In Ephesians 2 verse 6, it says, I am seated with him in heavenly places. Wow. Far above all principalities and dominion. Wow. So that means I have authority. Wow. You know, look at what Peter said in Act 3. Such as I have in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Oh, so I have something. I look at the world and I see my reality. I see my true identity. Because when I see my true identity, I will live right. Let me tell you something about life. Man is conditioned and wired with the information they hear. The reason why you are where you are today is because of what you heard, what you have said, and what you believe. That is it. But the very minute you change your mindset. I remember that something I started doing to myself. I had to pick a show to just re-educate my mind as touching money. And the beauty of life. It was deliberate. I just needed to see things in another perspective. And it worked. 
Because that's how life is. If you want to, see, let me tell you. The people that tell you they are atheists today, they just read something online. That's true. I've spoken with many of them today. I tell them, I say, you just read a philosophy of somebody. You followed somebody. They say, no, you follow what the guy wrote on online. That's what you did. You believed what he did. And we have something more truer. Something more everlasting than what you read online. For you to believe. You didn't believe in that. You say, oh, I left Christianity because it's boring. Because atheism is not it. You see, you just follow the system of the world. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, a believer can walk in the spirit because in his mind. So, his mind, let me tell you, your mind is your first thing to deal with. Look, look, look I just showed you the story. I, I, I told you the story of my coming to the United States of the electricity thing. Do you know that that thing is a mind game? Well, I was just feeling like they would take the light. It's, it's a mind game. Now, if they take the light, now I'm going to be bothered. Because my mind has been wired to see light every time. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay. So, as we begin to close now, the question is, who are you? Who is the believer? So, Paul did something for us. Paul, in his epistles, gave us a background of the reality of the believer and the instructions, and it says, renew your mind. So that shows that the believer must see himself as who God says he is. So, as I begin to close, play for me, I close. Who exactly are you? That's the question. It says, we can walk in the spirit. I will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So that means, what will come to my mind means, I can actually walk in the Spirit. It says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, all of those things, temperance, endurance, fruit. So that shows, that's my character. That means I can be slow and patient towards all. I don't have to be hasty. Are you getting what I'm saying? That means... I can actually respond in love because he said I can walk in love. Tell me somebody do something for me now, to me now. My first reaction is not to react bitterly or to react negatively. My first reaction would be what the word says I can do. Are you seeing it? Now, that would mean that this will follow me to my daily life. What does the word says I can do? So are you saying that <laughs> a believer needs the word? You need this. This is our food. This is our meal. Without God's word, <laughs> we'll be like following the voice of a stranger. That's the truth. The voice of social media, the voice of TikTok, Instagram, everything stranger's voice to be honest with you but when we listen to God's word we are hearing the word of God hallelujah so what happens to the man 
has believed the gospel, the first thing he needs to do is to what? Re-educate his mind. So that way, so now, can we find believers who are born again, but yet still living like they are not believers? Yeah? They are Christians, so they believe the gospel, but they are still living like, why? A function of an unrenewed mind. And why is that happening? Because they did not give themselves to the world. Let me tell you one thing that changed my life some years ago. I found out I'm a firstborn. I used to be in churches where they used to do deliverance for firstborns. My brother used to take us there. They say that we, we have a evil spirit following us. That we have a curse on our life. Ah. So, we went for one service. Let's say like a service like this. They now told it was a deliverance service. They now said, we are not yet free. After, when they were giving the announcement. Ah. So I now wonder, what did I do from 7 a.m. to 12 p.m.? And the service was long. And I hate early morning things. I don't. I don't and there's the way my mother wakes us up then. My mother wakes us up with anger. Why are you not going to wake up? You know you have a problem. And you are still sleepy. Ha! <laughs> so that's how we got to that deliverance service. I was just there. So they now announced. They now said, so as they were just giving announcement, they said, don't think you are free, oh, especially firstborns. You still need more deliverance. Ah, I don't wonder. So, did I waste my time all throughout this service? So, as they were giving it, I said, next month, yeah, you have it. My mother was sitting in this place. Me, I was sitting there. My mother, hope you are hearing the announcement as a firstborn. Ah, I said, God. But that was it for me. I just knew something was wrong with this. Something was wrong with this. This can't be God's word. So I started studying. And I saw that, ah, in the scriptures it says, look at what look at what set me free. It says, he is the firstborn from the dead. And he is a prototype model. So that means, as a for now this is how I saw it. That means, as he is the firstborn, okay, let me show you Romans 8. Let's go to Romans 8. I, I saw it there and I was like, ah, I'm actually free. You know, some people, what, what the problem many, many of us have is that we are actually free, but we don't know. Look at it in Romans 8. In verse, uh, I'm looking for it. Okay, in verse 29. It says, For whom did he foreknow? Also did he predestine to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Ah! As I saw it, I just said, firstborn among many brethren. And firstborn simply means model, prototype. It doesn't mean firstborn, we are secondborn, thirdborn. It's, it's the Greek word prototokos in the Greek. It just simply means he has showed us a pattern. Ah! And I thought to myself, if the first firstborn can be free, ah! What's happening to me that I'm a firstborn as a believer? I closed my Bible. I said, I'm free. I just, all that needed, all that needed to happen to me was just to find out how free I had always been the very minute I've been born again. Let me tell you the truth. The struggles you have today as a Christian is a struggle or a function of an unrenewed mind. You have always been free. 
John 8. It says, Who the Son of set free is free indeed. What is happening to you is because your mind is not understanding that freedom. That addiction you are going through, say you are addicted to this, you are doing this, or that. the problem is because of an unrenewed mind. You have always been free in Christ. He took care of it. He says, Abba's point, principalities and power. He made sure of them openly. Hallelujah. Triumphing over them in it. So we are free. What, is, what, what are we doing in our service? We are finding out how we have been free. But you have to what? Renew your mind. Hallelujah. You have to. You have to. It is bless you. Let's, let's just be on our feet and let's thank the name of the Lord this evening. Oh, let's thank him for what he has done in Christ Jesus. Bless his holy name. Thank him. Lift your hands and thank him. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. Oh, we bless you. We honor you, Jesus. Thank you for the word tonight. Thank you for what you've heard. Thank you. Oh, we bless you. Thank him tonight. Thank you. Thank you for what you've heard tonight. Bless him. Thank you for his freedom. His, what he has done in Christ Jesus for us. Thank you for salvation. The gift of life. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. We honor you. 